From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with RJ Broadhead. Thanks for joining us for Thai Cats Today. I'm RJ Broadhead, filling in for Louis Butko, who's on special assignment. Louis will be back next week. I'll be around tomorrow as well for Thai Cats Today. So it is Wednesday, October the 5th, and the biggest game of the season is coming up on Friday for the Tiger Cats and for the Rough Riders, for that matter. Huge implications in that one for the playoffs, and it's in the East Division. The Riders cannot qualify for the playoffs in the West Division. They have to try to cross over. And at one point this season, it looked like there would be a crossover for sure. But that is definitely in doubt. The Riders had a 4-1 and start. They've gone 2-8 and since, including four straight losses. And the Tiger Cats are within four points of the Rough Riders. And they do have a game in hand. So that game on Friday, 7.30 at Tim Hortons Field. You will want to be here if you can't be at Tim Hortons Field. Of course, listen on the Ticats Audio Network. Myself, RJ Broadhead, and Luke Tasker will have the call. So much riding on this game as the Tiger Cats are trying to finish third. There's an outside shot they could get to second in the East Division, but they'd need a lot of help from other teams playing Montreal, and it is a little bit unlikely, but the best bet is to avoid the crossover and finish third in the East Division. So pretty exciting. Tiger Cats have four games remaining, a 4-10 and record, so it has not been a great season, but that doesn't matter now. These final four games, if the Tiger Cats have found and figured out what they need to figure out, They will be just fine. They will make the playoffs. They can win their final four games. And it doesn't matter what Saskatchewan does. The Tiger Cats will be in the playoffs. Riders have to outright have more points than that third-place team in the East Division. And the Riders only have three games remaining. So, again, this game on Friday between the Riders and Tiger Cats, just so impressed by the schedule makers. There's so much riding on that one. And it's going to be a, a cooler evening. Still not bad for October, but we'll uh, we'll definitely update you on the weather as, as Friday comes closer. Tiger Cats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Tiger Cats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. Coming up on Tie Cats today, we will talk to Andy Fantuz, a brief television appearance on TSN. Of course, Andy spent six years with the Rough Riders, spent six years with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, so he's very familiar with the pressure playing in both cities. But we'll talk to Andy about the pressure the Riders are under of potentially missing the playoffs as Grey Cup hosts. That would be... Very difficult for that franchise to digest. Uh, so much riding on the on the game for the Riders, too. So it will have a playoff atmosphere at Tim Hortons Field. Cannot wait for that game. We'll hear from Coach O as the, the game approaches. At practice today, there were a few players that had been on the injured list practicing. It looks optimistic. We can't get any final word until the depth charts are released tomorrow, so we will definitely have those injuries updates for you on Ticats today, tomorrow, which is Thursday. We're going to hear from Mason Bennett. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have allowed the most 
quarterback sacks this season. So you know that Mason Bennett, who's tied with Julian Hauser for the Tiger Cats quarterback sacks lead with five, will be ready to go and try to get after Cody Fajardo and add to those sack totals and really limit the Saskatchewan offense. So we will hear from Mason. We'll hear from Wes Hills, who was the Tiger Cats audio network player of the game in the last game for the Tiger Cats. The running back really seems to have found his groove with the Tiger Cats. He loves to have contact. It takes more than one player to bring him down, and, and Wes, extremely entertaining. So that's all coming up today on Tie Cats today. Let's hear from Coach O. Hey, oh, let's uh, just start with that midfield. Uh, win was written in tape. Yeah. I guess the message is, is clear. Message is clear. Oddly enough, uh, you know, around here we uh, create an environment where people are empowered. The video person can write a message on his board, you know, upstairs if you walk through. That was all from the equipment equipment folks. I wasn't planned by a coach or anything. That's, you know, we, we didn't have uh, lines on the field today, which is not a big deal. But uh, Justin, Dylan, and obviously Drew do a great job of getting us ready to practice, and they put a message out there. Sports is is great because you never know. You played 14 games, and they don't mean a lot now. It's these last four games that, that mean everything. What have you learned from the, the previous 14? Well, that's probably, that's probably a long show. But, you know, you learn lessons every week, right? And it doesn't matter, win or lose, you, you take lessons with you. So, you know, as we move forward, it's, you know, it, it's really about the next game. I mean, I know that that's what I've said all year since I've been up here as a head coach, because really that's, that is what it is. And uh, if you really rewound it back when we were having, you know, lots of wins, it's the same thing. There's no carryover. So um, you, you learn from the mistakes. You learn from the things you did well. You learn for, uh, as coaches uh, how we practice. You take all of those things, and then it, it brings you right here. So we, we've seen different scenarios this year. Sometimes you go for points when you're there. Sometimes you, you maybe uh, stretch it a bit and try to get the touchdown. We've seen it work. We've seen yeah. it not work. Right. What goes into those, those uh, decisions, especially now with a, such an important game coming up? Yeah, just kind of where you're at at that point in time, uh, where you may be struggling, where you're trying to get over the hump, where you're trying to gain a possession, uh, trying to spark something. Um, so, you know, each week presents its own type of scenario. So there were a couple weeks where the whole football team knew that if we were, you know, third down in certain situations, we were going for it. And we weren't hoping to get it. We were expecting to get it. And then there's times when it doesn't make sense, when the game unfolds and it just doesn't make sense to do it. So um, that's kind of the, the, the backdrop as to the why. When the schedule came out, who would have thought that uh, an October game against Saskatchewan would have such importance in the – East Division. Mm -hmm. um, how, how exciting is it to, to be going into this game and uh, you know throw the record out the window and, and have a chance to win and get yourself right back in the playoff mix? You said it. It's it's exciting, right? That's what it is. It's an opportunity to capitalize, and you know you can not only ask for opportunities in life and uh, in this game, and we know what's in front of us and all that. But all that really matters is is this meeting right after and then obviously our preparation tomorrow and then 7:30 is the test so uh, it's exciting to be in this situation and we got our home crowd behind us and i'm excited to, for the challenge i'm excited to see how we respond we're going to talk to a couple of players later I just want your thoughts on on mason bennett's season yeah i think mason is uh he's grown first of all he's been healthy he's been healthy the majority of the time definitely banged up but 
Uh, he's learned how to condition his body to play 20-plus weeks of football. And with, you know, sometimes the best experience and the best teacher is, you know, obviously playing and being out there. And, and so, you know, been proud of him and just his approach. I know he's uh, become a smarter player. The game's slowing down for him a little bit. We ask a lot of our ends. We're just not going around. You know, we might twist. Uh, we, there's a lot of pressures that we bring and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, his best football is still ahead of him. Um, really proud of his uh, just how he's matured and how he's handled situations. And, you know, and also it's different when you're being game planned for than when you're just spot playing. It's a whole different realm. So he's going to learn how to counter what they counter with. And so super proud of him. He's a great, he's a great man. And Wes Hills, I know it was a losing effort, but he was the, the player of the game for the Tiger Cats. And, and since he's been in, it has really rejuvenated things in the running game. And he seems like a guy that t- takes more than one player to tackle him. Yeah, it's kind of, if you remember, I think it was maybe the Edmonton game at Edmonton last year when Don Jackson kind of took the reins and changed our our running game a little bit. And I'm kind of seeing that a little bit. I think we're seeing that a little bit with Wes. And, you know, and the other thing is, is he's he's fresher, right? When you don't have a lot of miles, um, you're going to be a little bit fresher. Um, Our O-line has changed a little bit. And I thought Don did an outstanding job for us up to a point. And and uh, sometimes you, you make changes, and so proud of Wes and, and where he's at, but we feel like we have two quality backs. The update on uh, Dunbar wasn't there again today, right? No, Dunbar, another personal day for sure. Will he? Yeah, we'll, we'll release all that. If it's 80 that goes in for him, mm-hmm. uh, which was happening today, Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about what he brings. I mean, he's sort of one of those guys that, None of us know anything about it. Yeah, so Terry's a guy that obviously we've had marked in the personnel department. And again, like I um, alluded to yesterday, it's you always have people targeted, but it's when they're willing to come up, their availability and that sort of thing. And um, sometimes that's a process and sometimes you hit on it. So, you know, Terry's a guy we had, you know, we had uh, bookmarked there and he was willing to come up and he brings a, a unique skill set. I think he's a great combination of fast and quick, uh, natural catcher. And uh, but, you know, he hasn't uh, had any contact and not anything, no, no CFL experience. So if we have to go that way, uh, looking forward to what he may bring. And uh, uh, Woods took returns again today. Is he going to looks like he's feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Steve. Oh, (laughs) Steve. Yeah. Woods is looking better. I, I said and he's looking better. Again, we always wait till after to make the decision. And, I, and that's in all sincerity, because some people, you know, when you're on the side running, it's a lot different than when you go through a whole practice and when you're cutting. And sometimes people just don't feel well. Indications are that he's, he's feeling pretty good. Uh, we'll be able to slam that down after practice. Mason, just uh, do, you, do you pay attention to the opposition and how many quarterback sacks they've allowed in the season? Do you look at that statistic going into games? Oh, I mean, we look at every statistic you could possibly think of. Um, chilling back from the last five years to the last five weeks, right? So um, definitely, um, any team we face against, though, we believe that we can get sacks, and this is definitely a team that we can do that against. Um, with you, you've been on a, a great run lately mm-hmm. with, uh, with getting quarterback sacks. What, what has led to your success? Um, I wouldn't say anything specific. I think just keeping to the grind. Um, you know, it's a long season. you got to kind of get in routine, and um, just keeping with that and believing in my teammates, my teammates believing in me, I think it's just kind of showing up now at a good time. Has the 
the game slowed down for you a, mm -hmm. a little bit in your in your second year? Oh, definitely. I think even playing last year, playing against some inside reps, I think that really helped me this year playing DN. Um, and then having some great linebackers behind me and, um, you know, the coaches always have a great game plan. And I think that has really helped me develop as a player this year. Have there been any any teammates that have kind of been a mentor to you in your first couple of seasons? Um, I can't even put on one guy. I mean, last year having some vet DNs, this year having some vet interior guys, having um, Jovan, the best interior, best middle linebacker in the league behind me. Um, I think it's it's when you have great guys surrounding, surrounding you, I think it's hard not to be great. So um, I can't really put on one person, but um, having great coaches and great teammates around me has really helped me. I think Tiger Cats fans and what I'm calling the games, it seems hard for the other team to, to run against mm -hmm. you guys, and it all starts with the defensive line. How much pride do you take in that? Oh, it's massive. Um, first down, you know, if you can win on first down, you can usually win the game. And, um, you know, when we have a rotation with uh, Ted um, and the two other guys inside, you know, it's hard to run against those guys. So those guys have been great inside, and having the DNs and the rotation that we have, it's been great too. So um, that's definitely an emphasis every week. And with a 4-10 and ten record, four games to go, and mm -hmm. you, you still have a chance. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like? Come to work every day, get to work, do the best you can do, and uh, just play tight cat D. For both teams, this is uh, close to a must-win. Mm -hmm. I would call it a must-win. I don't know what players do. What do you think? Every week from now on here is a must-win. So, like you said, I think they're, they probably have the same mindset as well. Wes, uh, a couple of games under your belt this season as a starter. How do, how do you feel about your performances so far? Um, I feel, you know, uh, I'm never satisfied. I always feel like I can, uh, you know, turn it out just a little more, you know, do everything I can to help, you know, put this team in a position to be successful. Um, I feel like I've taken advantage of the opportunities I've gotten. Um, you know, I'm a hard critic on myself, though. I feel like I left a lot out there, you know, so hopefully I can do, the, you know, build on that going into this game. So the best is yet to come? Yeah, best is yet to come. I'm, I feel like I'm getting better each game. So, uh, you know, with you know that great line we got up front, blocking, um, receivers too, man, they make my job look easy. So they take a lot of the, 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 the load off for me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, answer that question. Speaking of, of blocking, when people look at a running back, usually look at the, the rushing yards and the right. statistics. Uh, how much pride do you take in, in when you're called on to block? Um, I take a lot of pride in it, man. Um, really, you just either going to be the hammer or the nail. You know what I mean? And uh, I'd rather be a hammer. Uh, you know, a lot of the linebackers during that time, you block and they take, they try to take your head off. So, uh, you know, you know, or, uh, how do I want to word it? Um, you know, mix it up a little bit. You know, be the hammer. Hit them a little bit. They can feel you all game. You know, it's a long game. Four quarters of nonstop hitting. Running a ball, whether it's blocking, you know, no linebacker, no defense was to deal with that, you know. And that's not only when you're blocking, right? When you have the football. Oh, yeah, uh, when I'm running a ball, too. Whether it's running or blocking, I look at it the same way. You know, I want to I wanna make sure you feel me every play. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm here and you got to deal with me all game, you know. Do you find that creates space as the game goes on? I think it does, man. I mean, you you, you, you keep blaming on them, hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. You know, they'll, they'll start second-guessing before they, they, you know, blitzing off the edge or looping if they're stunning. You know, they'll, you know, oh, man, this back is going to hit me. I got I to gotta make sure I bring it or I got to, you know, be weary of it. So that, that that's what I want to to bring, you know, to this team that, you know, uh, make sure that the quarterback know we're going to be protected at all times. Um, even linemen, I'm going to make you right. I'm the Band-Aid. It's my job to make you right. You know what I mean? So, When, when I'm, I'm calling the games, I, I, and I said this to you in the, in the postgame after the last game, that 
it really seems that one defensive player can't bring you down. Is is that your attitude too? Yeah, that's my attitude, man. You, know, you just got to be a physical dude. Just got to make sure one person can't bring you down. It's got it's got to be the team. You know what I mean? So, uh, and that weighs on the defense. And they know one man's not gonna bring you down. They got to bring help. You know, over time, you gonna I'm gonna break some big ones. You know what I mean? So uh, just got to keep keep punching them in the mouth. So much riding on this game on Friday against the. The Riders, uh, how are your – what are you feeling going into um, an important game like this? Sure. Honestly, the way I feel, I approach every game the same way. I just want to take your head off at the end of the day. I just want to go out there, be physical, uh, play fast, play smart, do everything I can to help this team. This is going to be a big game for sure. You know, the media is going to make it bigger than it need to be. But, uh, yeah, man, we ready. At the end of the day, we ready to play. You ready to go. You know, I say we because at the end of the day, I'm up here. I'm speaking, but I'm speaking for my team, behalf of my team. So, yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. The, uh, you ever use the word must win? Must win? Yeah. Uh, I'll use the words a must have by any means. Um, but, yeah, this is for sure a must win game. Um, we got to have it, you know, like I just said, by any means. It doesn't yeah. matter how we get it done, how it looks. As long as you walk over that dub, that's all that matters. Is, uh, what do you see in them? I mean, they, you watched the first game, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they got to eight times mm -hmm. on the sacks, which um, mercifully been a whole bunch better the last few weeks. Right. Um, really, uh, they played a different team, right? Um, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, extra pieces that we added, that this organization has added and helped put us in position to be successful. Um, I feel as though if they think that they're going to play the, the same team they played at Saskatchewan, they'll be rudely mistaken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um yeah. Having uh, Lawrence back, does that Always. do anything for the other 24 guys, the guys yeah, on offensive he, he brings, Yeah, he brings, he brings a whole different dynamic to the team, man. He's uh, dynamic, whether it's just his play or just bringing that energy, you know what I mean? So uh, it's great to have him back, for sure. Joining me now is Andy Fantuz of the Ticats Audio Network and a guy who is very familiar with these two teams, Saskatchewan, Hamilton, Andy. This is who makes this schedule. Game 15 of the season for the Tiger Cats. Who would have thought a riders Cats game would have so much importance in the East Division? It's, it's just crazy. And you have ties to both of these teams, so you might have some insight, right? <laughs> yeah these uh you know the, both of these franchises and organizations are, are very close to my heart and uh, this game four years ago was the game i retired at um of course it played six years in both with, for both teams and uh yeah it's um it means a lot to me in many ways i guess and and of course like you said for the east division it all kind of it doesn't all come down to this, but it basically all comes down to this. I mean, we're going to see see who wants it more. Uh, both teams have been very fragile lately. I think is is a is a nice way to say it. And um, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen. But it, you know, you couldn't ask for a better setup for for uh, Friday night's game. Yeah, and you—that's a good point, Andy. It, it's hard to predict, and I think Ty Cats fans and probably Riders fans feel the same way. Is there's been good and there's been bad, and for Ty Cats coming off that Winnipeg game, I, I think the the positivity was at an all-time high for this season, and then the the tough loss following that. So, and now a bye week. 
and they seem to be pretty good out of bye weeks, but this is it. These final four games, there's the runway, you're at the end for the Tiger Cats. One of these teams is probably not going to make the playoffs. It would have to be pretty crazy for the Tiger Cats to to catch Montreal for second place, but the Riders' only chance is through the East Division, and the Tiger Cats is it's looking like they have to eliminate that crossover. So to basically have a East versus West Division game in October, that means so much for the playoffs. I, I just, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's one of these teams is probably not making the playoffs. And I think Friday goes a long way in deciding what team that's going to be. Don't you? Yeah, it's essentially, it is a playoff game, even though there's still three weeks after this week remaining, uh, which is crazy to think about. You talk about good and bad um, for the cats. It, it almost feels like there's been more, more of the game time has been has been good this season. It's just when it goes bad, it's really bad. And then, yeah, know, they'll be they'll be good for three quarters, uh, and then just have a five minute or ten minute stretch that's really bad. And then all of a sudden they lose a game that seems like they were dominating or had a great chance to win. And that's happened over and over again. And um, you know, you never want to say you should have won a game because you, you know your record is what it is, and and you are what your record says you are. Those are famous words of, of famous coaches. So um, unfortunately, both these teams are on a, well, it's Saskatchewan's definitely on a downward slide. Um, there's a lot of turmoil going on in internally, I think, basically since the Marino situation. I, I think it was very strange, the whole, the, the way that all went down. Um, it feels like, I mean, I'm not inside the locker room, but it feels like the league was putting pressure on the organization and they made reactive moves, which uh, I think making a reactive move is never never good amongst, to have trust amongst your peers and amongst your employees in this sense, like your players. If you're going to say one thing and then react a different way, um, it, it, it could create some, some conflict. So... I, and now again, I'm just uh, presuming, and you don't ever want to do that. But uh, <laughs> <it seems> that <laughs> that's they, part of our job. <laughs> it seems like they're they're a good team. I mean, we played them in week one, and and you know the Ticats and played them in week one, and they're they're a solid team. They have a great defense. When Cody shows up, which hasn't been that often lately, they have a good you know they have a lot of weapons. So it's. Um, it's almost a shame for either of these teams not to make the playoffs, but the reality is that that's going to happen uh, almost, almost for sure. And so this is essentially a playoff game for the Ticats. Yeah. They come off the bye last time after a disappointing back to back with Toronto, with uh, Toronto and a heartbreaking loss with Montreal before that. So a three game skid, go into the bye, come off, and just have the best game in in recent memory, and then go to Montreal feeling all confident and um, not necessarily lay an egg, but just don't keep the pedal to the floor and 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 uh, have that killer instinct. And, and and then on the flip side, like Montreal is really really getting hot these days. So you got to give them credit. But Ticats had another reset, another bye week. So we'll see what it brings. I mean, we'll see what this team is made of. It's 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 time. You know, you talk about when is it a must win? Like this is it. This is it. If yes. You fall, yeah. <laughs> you fall three games behind, and you essentially have to win out and hope Saskatchewan loses out. 
that's not a position you want to be in. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to explain it in the scenario if the Tiger Cats don't win on Friday. I know you love this stat about since the Tiger Cats audio network has been in existence, the Tiger Cats have never lost a game after a bye week. You know, we leave out the part it's four byes, but this will be the fifth one. But, uh, you know, why why have all the details? It just sounds better. It, it sounds big. Why, why do you think they have success coming out of the, these byes over the past couple of seasons? Oh, uh, that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah i really well, don't know it's I probably I mean, go ahead it's probably one of those that's hard to explain like nobody can figure out in the fourth quarter the tiger cats have allowed double digit points in all but four games this season wow. why why you know it, 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 I, I go through the stats i, I study it i've watched the games obviously you watch the games but it just seems there's been untimely turnovers that cost them and the mistakes late in the game yeah it's like Are we a, get- it's like it's like it's a lack of focus when when the exhaustion comes in and when yeah know, after halftime coming out and, and just really digging deep and so i guess when they go into a bye week you get kind of get refreshed and maybe you have a little more focus but even in that winnipeg game there was a few you know a few series in a row that it seemed like it was slipping away. That's what made it so great of a win was because they were able to bounce back from that uh, negative trend within that within that game in that third third quarter, or even in third going into the fourth quarter. So um, yep. things were looking very promising. And when they're playing like that, I mean, they can beat anybody in this league, and, and we know that. But you, you know, you could say that about a lot of teams. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a great point because the Tiger Cats were up by 24 points on the Blue Bombers and they closed the gap to 10 points and it had that same feeling of of some of the previous games. But you're right, fortunately, the Tiger Cats were able to to have a better fourth quarter. They have to have a, a better four quarters against the Riders. And, and you talked about the Riders struggling. They got off to a 4-1 and one start this season and they've gone 2-8 and eight since. Four straight losses... I'm from Saskatchewan. You played in Saskatchewan. We know that the Riders are it in the province. Everybody loves the Riders. It's they're hosting yeah. a Grey Cup, and for them to not make the playoffs would be devastating for for the organization and the fans. Just speak about as a player with the Riders, the pressure that is on this team going into this final three games for them. Yeah, especially this year, right? Because the last two seasons, they were one play, two plays, maybe three plays away from being in the Great Cup, beating Winnipeg, being in the Great Cup, and who knows what would happen. So they come into the season with the highest of expectations, a lot of their roster returning, um, you know, a ton of talent on paper, and bringing in some acquisitions too, and getting some guys healthy, um, and, and starting that fast. And it's just... It's just mind-boggling, and I tell you, I wouldn't. I, it'd be tough to be in that city as a player if uh, if they lose this game or those, you know, don't make the playoffs. It's it, it's a crying shame. But you got to look at the Ticats in the same kind of same kind of breath. They back-to-back Grey Cup appearances, highest expectations, the favorites to win the East uh, coming into the season, and. So, but something's got to give, and yeah, I, I, 
it's really just unfortunate because you'd love to see you'd love to see these two teams playing in the Great Cup, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Two of the best fan bases in the in the CFL, so it would be good. But it looks like only one of the two teams is is going to make the playoffs, and it's kind of interesting because they both had struggles. And when a team has struggles, it, you almost are walking on on eggshells. You don't want the game to start going sideways because it can snowball. So I guess the key is for for one of these teams, let's say the Tiger Cats, Riders have lost four in a row. How do you eliminate the Riders' hope in the game? Yeah, you got to keep that foot on the gas. And I think that's where, you know, you talk about the focus when when things start sliding. And that's probably where you miss guys like Simone the most and uh, those those vets who, who've kind of been through the grind and, um, not saying the cats don't have these kind of guys, but now like Dylan Wynn's not going to be playing either. Um, these are the main crew that sort of is that gel, and and you, you can't really, you, you know, you like Kyle Wilson's playing great football, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much of this he's bringing. And, and I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about Kyle because he's doing a great job filling in. But I'm just saying, yeah. like. You, you know, the leading tackler in Hamilton Tiger Cats history is out of the lineup. <laughs> he's out of the lineup, and and uh, and yeah, so you, you 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 may just lose some of those intangibles that you can't really explain or or um, quantify. But uh, but there's something there's something not quite there because you know I'm a I'm a big fan of of Coach O and the way he. Uh, he manages and leads and, and, and really he leads by example. Like he's not just a talk to talk kind of guy. He, he carries himself in a way that there's no, you know, you have, you, I, I feel like you, you have to buy into it because he lives it. And when someone is that genuine and I truly believe that, like, I think that's, he's the right guy. And so somewhere there's some, you know, some dysfunction and, uh, um, you know, you could, on the other hand, you could easily say, oh, well, there's 10, 10 games that two plays differently. They, you know, yeah. that would be a lot different, but I don't like going down that path too much. Um, it, it, it's fortunately, it's not too late. Fortunately, they can, they yeah, can exactly. Still, they can still control it, but this, they got to win this game. They have yeah. Yeah. So we, we can, we can call it the must win then. I'm willing to call it the must win. Yes. I'm All right. I like it. Must win. And, and I guess you don't actually control it because Saskatchewan could still beat Calgary a couple of times and, and get there. But, uh, but Tiger but Cats could win. Feel good They'd have to win, win all game their games. If the Tiger Cats win all their games, yeah. they're fine. But they've won four games this year to win their final four would be, that would be great going into the playoffs. But you look yes. at the, the, okay, the yeah, odds, right. that would be tough. Yeah. So you still control it, but you don't want to be in that position. Uh, so th- this is a must win. you got to beat the team. Otherwise, I mean, even if you get there, you're not, you know, you don't like your chances. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say I, that. I, you I, just, all you got to do is make it to the dance. All you got to do is make that's it. That's right. Friday. 
<laughs> exactly. We'll see. We'll see what Tiger Cats show up on on Friday. That'll be the the huge key. It can you know we can throw those first fourteen games out the window potentially if the Tiger Cats find their game at the right time. I want to bring up. You're a valuable member of the Tie Cats Audio Network. You went from T A N to TSN. Yeah, I saw you on there. Brief appearance. Tall, good-looking Andy Fantuz, one of the best Canadian receivers, one of the best receivers in the CFL. Oh, and awesome. hey, look, looking good in the suit. Thanks, buddy. They make you wear Thank a suit. You. Thank you. Yeah, I had, a, had an opportunity to go and uh, kind of shadow in the studio uh, past, uh, the past weekend when the Ticats were on a bye. So I uh, jumped all over it and, and just kind of did a lot of learning and asking questions to to the panel and uh, and the the crew there, so it was an awesome it was an awesome experience and and I'm really fortunate to to have been able to do that. Had a lot of fun and uh, I didn't actually know I was going to get any any airtime, so that was um, sort of by surprise and. Uh, good thing I did bring a suit just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting lots of experience with the Ticats Audio Network. Your uh, your football knowledge is is great. And what what I love about professional athletes who go to media, um, you get told something once, and you you learn from it. You're coachable. Professional athletes are very coachable. Rarely is the same mistake or or can't say mistake really or maybe a rephrasing of words or whatever, um, um, forgetting to turn on your mic, you know, little, little things that, that rarely happen after you do it once. So it's, uh, you're, you're very coachable. I'm sure TSN will find that out, but uh, we, we need you on Friday, Andy, and we're, we're looking forward to hearing you on the pregame show and, and the postgame show with Bubba O'Neill. Well, RJ, you've uh, been a great mentor for me. You're, you're the, the goat, man. So uh, I love working <laughs> with you and, and the rest of the guys. So I, I can't wait. And uh, yeah, let's hope for for an exciting, exciting, thrilling game. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a little, little edgy out there, uh, trying to get under each other's skin, try to get some penalties, and or just um, some, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some fighting within the sidelines of of the team, one way or another. So I gotta. Discipline is going to be a big one in this. And I'm not giving away one of my three keys. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Got to tune into the, the pregame show uh, for the Andy's three keys. Andy, thanks for doing this. Thanks, RJ. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. It's always great to chat with Andy Fantuz. Can't wait to call this game on Friday. So much at stake. At 7.30, Tiger Cats host the Rough Riders again. Get your tickets. Come to the game. Get to Tim Hortons Field, TieCats.ca. That'll lead you on the right track to get your tickets. If you can't get to the game, please tune into the TieCats Audio Network. It is going to be a good one. You could win a trip to the TieCats October 29th away game in Ottawa with Journey Rewards. Simply hit TieCats.ca slash journey-rewards to enter to win two tickets on Via Rail, hotel and game tickets, plus a chance at other prizes, including an autographed Ticats jersey or $250 gift card to the Ticats shop. Go on the road with the Ticats to Ottawa with Journey Rewards. And that is the final road game of the season for the Tiger Cats. It could decide a playoff spot. There could be a lot on the line, so definitely take part 
in the Journey Rewards road trip. Okay, so coming up on Thursday on Ticats Today, going to talk about some statistics as far as the crossover is concerned and and get a little more in-depth with the Riders and Tiger Cats game that comes up on Friday. We'll have some injury updates for you, so that'll be great as the depth charts will be released. I'll also have Tie Cats this week with Luke Tasker, so we will tee up every little nuance of that game for you, so you're all set for Friday's game against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The pregame show is at 6.30 Eastern Time on the Tie Cats Audio Network. That's with Andy Fantuz and Bubba O'Neill, and then Luke Tasker and I will have the call at 7.30 on Friday on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Thank you so much for listening to Tie Cats Today. TieCast Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at TieCats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at TieCats.ca. Subscribe to the TieCats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.